Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. Former President Donald Trump has carried the New Hampshire Republican primary, according to a call by the Associated Press. He garnered about 55 percent of the vote, compared to challenger former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. She got about 43 percent of the vote. Trump used part of his victory speech to express frustration with Haley. She was up and I said, wow, she's doing uh, like a speech like she won. She didn't win. She lost. Haley insists she won't quit the race, and she used her speech last night to jab at Trump. With Donald Trump, you have one bout of chaos after another. This court case, that controversy, this tweet, that senior moment. You can't fix Joe Biden's chaos with Republican chaos. But history is not on Haley's side. No Republican candidate in modern political primary history has ever won the presidential nomination without prevailing in Iowa or New Hampshire. Trump has now won both. Meanwhile, the Associated Press has called the New Hampshire Democratic primary election for President Biden. NPR's Elena Moore reports Biden wasn't on the ballot. Supporters had to write in his name. Biden won because of a successful write-in effort led by state Democrats. The president deliberately chose not to campaign there because state leaders refused to follow the new primary calendar, which was supposed to make South Carolina the first Democratic primary state instead of New Hampshire. Still, calendar aside, Biden has a win under his belt. He defeated his long-shot primary opponent, Democratic Congressman Dean Phillips. Elena Moore, NPR News. Russia says a military transport plane has crashed near Ukraine's border today, reportedly killing all 73 people aboard. NPR's Charles Maines reports from Moscow. The majority of passengers were Ukrainian prisoners of war set to be freed under a prisoner swap. According to Russia's defense ministry, the Il-76 transport plane was carrying the Ukrainian prisoners to the exchange when it crashed in the Belgorod region near Ukraine's border. Witness video posted online appears to capture the aircraft's final moments, descending at a sharp incline toward the earth before exploding in a massive fireball. Russia's local governor had warned of a potential rocket attack by Ukraine an hour before the incident. Russia's Belgorod region has come under frequent attacks from Ukraine in recent months, including a December missile strike that killed 25 Five people. Charles Maines, NPR News, Moscow. In the U.S., there's dangerous flash flooding underway in southern Texas. The National Weather Service says areas around Houston have already gotten between three and six inches of rain overnight. More is falling. Additional flash flood warnings are also up for Louisiana and Alabama. Separately, California Governor Gavin Newsom has declared states of emergency in San Diego and Ventura counties. That follows historic flooding that hit the region on Monday, overflowing homes, crumbling roads, and forcing people into shelters. You're listening to NPR. The U.S. has again hit Houthi rebel sites in Yemen. U.S. Central Command says U.S. forces targeted two missiles ready to launch into the Red Sea. The rebels have been firing on commercial shipping in the area, saying they're supporting Hamas in the war with Israel. The U.N.'s top human rights panel held a review of China's human rights record this week. There's a split among countries on how they view China. NPR's Emily Fang has more. The U.S., U.K., Canada, and other Western countries took the opportunity to criticize China over its suppression of civil liberties in Hong Kong and the mass arrests and detentions of religious and ethnic minorities in China. 
But other countries like Iran, Ethiopia, and Fiji commended China, describing what they saw as progress on human rights. Here's Fiji's representative. Fiji welcomes the delegation of China and commends the government for its commitment to poverty alleviation. Reuters reported earlier this week that Chinese diplomats have been working for weeks behind the scenes to ensure a less critical review. China has warned countries not to politicize the review. China's ambassador to the U.N. said criticisms of China were rumors and lies. Emily Fang, NPR News, Taipei, Taiwan. The Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists has updated its doomsday clock. The hands are set at 90 seconds to midnight. That represents the scientists' declaration that Earth and its people are facing risks from nuclear threats, climate change, and disruptive technology. That includes artificial intelligence and new biotechnology. The doomsday clock was created in 1947 to warn people how close humans are to destroying the world. This is NPR.